survey said that Mother's Day is the second largest holiday for gift giving and the third largest day for greeting cards. But how many ever asked the question, but what does mom really want on Mother's Day? Actually, there's a question that goes beyond that is what do not just what do mothers want, but what do moms need on Mother's Day? Maybe uh, that has been thought through by some. I think of uh, I read of a little girl named Carol. She was eight year old, an eight year old, and uh, she gave her mom a, a Happy Mother's Day card, and in it she had two aspirin. Have a Happy Mother's Day. I know that you can need th- that you need this. Apparently, you know they, they, uh, what a, you know what. Not just what do they want, but what they need. And and I have thought, and Roberta, I believe, is in nursery now, right? So I'm just going to show you what, because she won't know. You know, I know what she needs, you know, the kind of thing with this. And this is something, special gift. And I figure since she was in nursery, I could show it to all you guys, and nobody will tell her, right? Um, ready? All right, first of all, what? Uh, oh, wait a minute. First of all, how about I turn this on? That'll help. Sorry, guys. Okay. Swiffer slippers. What do you think? You know, nothing, nothing says Happy Mother's Day like this, right? Surprise! Okay, no, I didn't really get those. I just thought I, I can't believe that. Okay, yes, sirree. Uh, by the way, if you did happen to get those today, I would suggest uh, you say you forgot your gift. Uh, uh, really, we can get a lot of insight into what moms need by looking at what God wants for our mothers. In fact, what God tells us that we are to give our moms. I mean, not to say that you can't get some other things, but... What does God say that we are to give our moms? Something not only that they need, but that we need. In fact, we see it in a scripture that we're looking at this morning. If you would turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. we begin with verse 1. We're just reading the first three verses here. Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the that which instructs us. And, and we thank you at times that Even though we may know something, we may have heard it before, we recognize we are not always walking in it. We are not always recognizing those things that you tell us that are not your suggestions, but your commands. Help us this day to live out in the way that you want for us that goes beyond what moms need today to what each of us needs. Not only to give, but to receive. 
thank you for all of this. We just commit ourselves to you. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. When we think about Ephesians 6 here, what is it that mothers need? It very clearly says, honor your father and mother. Honor your mother. It's not something that should be a surprise. It's something that's spoken of in the Old Testament as well. We think of where it's listed in the, quote, Ten Commandments. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. Again, the whole promise, the command with a promise. Or in Deuteronomy 5, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you that your days may be long, that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God has given you. It says again and again about this honoring. You know, there was a, a study done in the past by a couple of different universities. And what they found was that while mothers liked being moms, they also tended to feel unappreciated and less valued. In other words, not honored for what they do or for who they were. Which is why it's important for us to realize that this is not a command that's written just to be obeyed one day out of the year. But from this day on, this is what God has determined moms need and what he wants. To honor your mother. In fact, uh, we could say it this way. Let's lift up moms. Let's lift up moms. And this may not have direct application to you today. But we can see how it can apply to all, not only because every one of us here, and I'm just going to take a shot. I know this is a huge statement. Every one of us here had a mother at one time. I, I think I'm right about this. It's not, we're not just saying this because of that, but there's something even beyond that. There's a sense that God has put us all on the honor system. To honor, not just their moms and dads, but to honor one another. And what does that look like? How, how, what does that mean to, to lift somebody? And what we will see here today involves both our attitude and an action. And we begin with first, let's lift up moms through an attitude of honor. Honor your father and mother. It's been his plan for the ages. In both the Old and the New Testament, the word that's used there to describe this is talking about distinguishing somebody, lifting up, proclaiming their renown and their worth. The very root of the word in, in, in the Hebrew is something that is heavy or weighty, you know, to esteem, to revere, to hold dear, to value highly is what we're talking about. And to do that, it begins with an attitude in our heart and in our mind. This is what God has called us to. This is what we see in that famous uh, Proverbs 31, so to speak, as it deals with the uh, godly woman. Proverbs 31 in verse 10. And, and actually, uh, if you notice on the screen, there were uh, some other verses that we'll look at in chapter 31 in Proverbs. A wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her children and verse 28, arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. There's a sense of truly lifting up, 
of honoring in, in an attitude that comes out in so many different ways that we can do this. And unfortunately, uh, we don't always grasp the value of a mom and, and what that means and all that she's done until she's no longer in our life. And that could be said about other people in our lives as well. And, and it's unfortunate that we also don't gra- really grasp the value of the command that God has given to us. God is not going to honor those who will not obey, even to honor their parents. In part because honoring our parents is a direct reflection of whether we are honoring God. To see how important this is, we can look at Jesus' life. Look at Jesus' life early on, you know, oh, where did Jesus go? You know, oh, there he is. And he, he talks about him coming back. And, and, and we read in uh, Luke chapter 2 of how he went down afterwards. He went down with them, talking about his parents, his mom, down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah, God himself, honored, honored. His mother and his father. The honor to his earthly. We see the honor and the value and the worth that Jesus held for his earthly mother even in his last moments. There on the cross, taking upon himself the sins of the whole world. In the extreme pain, in the seriousness of it. He takes out a moment to take care of, to honor his mother, telling John, this is your mother, this is your son, take care, this is how I make sure that she's taken care of. Even in that moment, this is something that was important. And we say, well, kids aren't like that today. In fact, how many for decades have heard people say, Oh, kids these days, they don't have honor or respect for uh, their parents, let alone any authority or just people in general. You know, and that's just the way kids are. Well, you know, it was kind of talked about how it was going to be. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5 begins by saying, But understand this, that in the last days, and we are in the last days, in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless. Does it sound like anything you've seen or heard? You know, right? Unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. How much of the dishonor and disrespect for people begins in our hearts, the attitude of our hearts? For some, it it begins with a defiance towards anyone in authority, towards anybody who's going to tell me anything of what to do. Nobody tells me I am above everybody else. Nobody has to, well, except God. You know, somebody says, I know. I mean, you know, it, it's just it's just between me and God. 
That's all. It's just between me and God and nobody else to say anything. And, and you've got to like say, really? How do we honor God yet choose to disregard what he has said? How can we honor God, honor God and at the same time be disregarding commandments like honor your mother and father? There's been a definite examples that we have seen, especially in recent years, about how we're becoming a culture of dishonor. There's an erosion of respect. And I don't think too many, for too many, it's been pretty clear over the last three or four years uh, that there have this, this, whatever may have been under the service is no longer there, but is clearly springing up. And we can say all we want about the real, oh, the younger generations. But when you look at it, it's much more than younger generations. Yes, we can choose sin. Yes, we can be corrupted by worldly thinking. But so much of the dishonor and disrespect that is happening today perhaps could really just be the sins of the mothers and fathers literally being passed on. In a different way, but the same results, even among Christians. I'm concerned that we have, you just see it in, in the media and on all other places, or Christians and social media, it's just, we've joined not just our voices, but our hearts with the world. I say our hearts because Jesus says what comes out of our mouth is coming out of our heart with the kind of disrespect and dishonor that is given towards people in our culture. We ignore commands like Romans 12.10, honor one another above yourselves. There, there may be many who, who would like to say, well, the reason they don't honor someone is because, well, they're not worthy of it. Yet all too often, really, there's just a pride there that's not willing to humble ourselves and lift someone up. We, we don't recognize different Bible passages because we just want to just kind of zone these out like Philippians 2, 3 and 4 here. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each to the interests of others. Well, that just doesn't apply to certain people. doesn't apply to us. It's more than that. God is very clear in what he says. Like Romans 13, 7, give to everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. And I know that we can have this attitude that says, well, I don't know this person honor because they don't deserve it, including maybe even some would say towards their mother. But the honor that is due them is not based upon what they did or what they did not do or who they are. The honor that is due them is based upon who God is. Who God is who said, this is what we are to do. God demands. If you, and if we think about this, this idea, let's lift up mom. For many a child, mom was your biggest fan. No matter what you did, she was in the, chan, in, in the stands cheering you, literally and figuratively. Now, I'm sure we may have moms that told us when we were wrong. But in the same token, somebody else 
tells mom about her kid being wrong, <laughs> you know, some moms, you're not going to tell, you know, I'm the only one to say that, my kid. They were the biggest fans in your corner for you. Do we have this attitude that says, uh, in a sense, when we think about our mothers, that we would become her biggest fan? When we're thinking about an attitude of honor is to say, you know what, I'm going to become her biggest fan. I'm going to cheer her on. I'm not just going to make mom queen for the day, but to honor her. To let, as Romans 12 says, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, to love one another with brotherly affection, and to outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another. You know, whatever mom has done, however she's been a fan, I'm going to outdo or be her biggest fan. To honor someone is an attitude that comes out in an action. Honoring my mom because I'm doing what she wants, what she told me to. Perhaps the action of, of honoring. Uh, let's think about it this way. All right, I need to honor my mother. And let's imagine as a child, or a, 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 we're, we're still home. I need to honor my mother, so she told me to do this, I'm doing it. So I'm honoring her. But I'm going to whine and complain the whole time. And I'm going to do my best to not do my best, but to do a cruddy job so that next time she won't ask me to do it. Is that honoring? You see, there's an action there. Yes, there's an action. You're doing what was asked, but there's not honor in that. When whining and complaining and then trying to do it like uh, maybe she'll ask somebody else to do it or she, mom will just do it herself. I mean, think about this attitude. I honor my mother, but I hate doing it the whole time. It's not really honor. Speaking of what God wants, what mom wants, to honor a mother, honor our parents is something in a way that we become honorable in what we do and what we say. We are the ones to be honorable in our behavior. Not becoming like everyone else around us. And while we're talking about having an attitude of honor for our parents, for all that matters, this is this honor command, as I've read some already, is not just about moms. It's about honoring so many others. And it is a command that doesn't come with an expiration date that says, no, you only have to do this so long. You know, you put up with it, do it so long. No, it, there's no expiration date. It just continues on over time. How we honor, how we respect our parents models the way for those who are following us. We need to lift up moms through an attitude of honor, but also we do need to recognize that we lift up our moms through actions of respect. Ephesians chapter 6 that we were reading. Children, obey your parents and Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. You put those together. The honor and respect is put together in so many different uh, places. Not just with our lips, but with our life and what we do, what we say. This attitude of honor being an action. 
that the very word respect there, right? Children, you know, uh, obey your parents and learn for this is honor, which is the first. That, that whole attitude there that is something that means to honor, not just an action. That respect means honor. Honor means respect. Value. We can't separate those two. It's not just, okay, I honor my mom or honor this person, but I don't have to do anything about it. Leviticus 19.3, each of you must respect his mother and father. See, it didn't just say honor your mother and father. It talks about respect. Something that we show in our conduct and our communication. When we look at Ephesians 6 here, we see that. When we look at other places like uh, Colossians 3, children obey your parents and everything, for this pleases the Lord. And, and let's look beyond those who defiantly say, like, I'm not going to do this, I don't care. Like, I know it's, I think we may have done it, I don't know, if I can remember. Uh, one of the things that sometimes kids, when they're younger, make for mom is like a coupon book. You know what I'm talking about? It's like they write out, here's what I'm going to do for mom. All right? So, you know, it, it's something just to, you know, like I'm going to do something good for mom. It, it's something that maybe she would do, but I'm going to I'm going to do it. But sometimes I think it's a little ironic that we're saying we're honoring and respecting our mom when we write, I'm going to make my bed. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to, uh, you know, clean my room. Here's a coupon for that, Mom, whenever you want that. I think you're following me here, right? You know, how is that honor and respect giving a coupon for something that you should already be doing? How respectful really is that? You should already be obeying mom about that. That's the respect, how you show as respect. Part of that is, as it's saying, even Ephesians 6, connecting all those together, is by obeying, doing what you're supposed to do. Respect that. Instead, every time we do something like that, we must think that we're just doing mom a favor. I'm doing her job for me, cleaning my room. And so... Here's a coupon so mom doesn't have to do it this time. I'm doing her a favor. It's true as we think through this. And obeying and what God wants. Respect is, is not just in our conduct though, but in our communication. How many parents have encountered a, a situation? Uh, your child went over to a friend's house. Let's say Joey's house. Afterwards, Joey's mom, you see Joey's mom out at the grocery store or something, and says, oh, your child is just, just such a wonderful child, so well-behaved, so respectful. Oh, every child should be like yours. And you're thinking, I think she's on something. She's got the wrong person. It's, this is not my child. They're, they're, she's not talking about my child. They can't be talking about my child. Okay? Uh, obviously, therefore, it is possible 
for that child to be behave, for that child to be respectful, for that child to be honoring towards somebody else's mom, just can't do it towards your own mom. <laughs> do we do, do we understand how strange that is to think about? I mean, this is this is serious. I mean, it is kind of funny to joke about, but I mean, the, the Bible doesn't joke about these things. God takes us seriously. Proverbs 20, verse 20. If one curses his father or mother, his lamp will be put out in utter darkness. Or how about this one? Proverbs 30, 17. The eye that mocks the father and scorns to obey a mother will be picked out by ravens of the valley and eaten by vultures. Now, there's a memory verse for your family this week. <laughs> Right? I'm, I'm joking about making a memory, but I'm not joking about the seriousness of it. All right? We need to show respect, to speak well of her and to her, not keep talking negatively. Even if there is plenty of negative to talk about, we don't. We choose to refuse to speak evil, not just about our mothers, but when we are honoring and respecting people in general. We refuse to speak evil of them, even if there is something to say. It's not just what we say, uh, it's a having respect in, in, what we, in, in our listening. Not, not meaning just listening and obeying, because that sometimes is put together. I'm talking about just respecting them as a person to actually listen. Listen to seek those words of wisdom, like Proverbs 6, verse 20 says, My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light. And correction and instruction are a way of life. Or Proverbs chapter 23. Listen to your father who gave you life. Do not despise your mother when she is old. That respect carrying on even later in life. The older we get... Uh, are the less we need our parents but oftentimes the older they get the more they may need us respect comes from a place of love and if we have really a respect that's coming out of love then we will be patient because love is patient love is kind that's how we show our honor by being patient by being kind it's not unusual though to hear examples like uh Let's just say uh, uh, a mom, a mom is late picking up their child from school. Seven minutes late, almost eight minutes late picking their child up from school. The kid gets in the car. Everybody else is already gone, and they just remount their mother about why are you so late? You know, going on and on about. This is when you're supposed to be here. Then nobody, nobody was left. It was just me, and and they're just going on about how uh, late they are. And mom, many a mom, not every mom, many a mom would say, "I'm sorry, I got tied up. This happened, or this traffic, and yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry." Many a mom apologizes for being late after the young person was upset and impatient with them for being late. 
Now, here's the thing that different sometimes between happens between moms and dads, right? Because dads get that, and and some just hit it directly on, and some of us may be a bit more sarcastic. And I think about it. Uh, I'm so sorry, dear. It's obviously I just can't do this to your satisfaction. And since I don't want to cause you problems like this again, I'm just going to step aside and let the professionals do it. The, I'm going to let the bus driver take you to and from school in that big, long, yellow limousine starting tomorrow morning. Now, and, and I probably, uh, my daughter's here, she could probably see me being sarcastic like that and saying things like that. Uh, we have to watch, you know, as we're talking about giving respect, uh, there's a sense that you don't want to create an atmosphere that uh, uh, realizing that we can affect the weather in our family parents. It's not just respect on one side, it's all on all sides. So watch that. I know somebody's just thinking as we're going through this, this is all well and good, Pastor. Yes, yes, that's what the Bible says. But it doesn't apply to me. Respect, even respecting my parents doesn't apply to me because they haven't earned my respect. For all that matters, there's lots of people that I just don't show honor and respect to. And I say, well, unfortunately, then you've missed God's command completely. And people are like, what? Yeah. Because too many even within the church, have unquestionably taken in worldly logic and philosophy regarding all of this and decided that these particular commands that we're talking about are conditional. Whether we show love, or whether we show honor or respect to someone all depends on whether that person has earned it. You see, while not every parent deserves honor or respect, and while we might like this whole worldly idea about it, when we look at God's word, there are no words added like if, honor your mother and father if, or as long as they do this, or when they do that. No, there's nothing. There are no conditions. There are no extra words. It is just what it is. Honor, respect. Period. This idea that people have to earn our respect to be worthy of honor is not God's idea. In fact, it's been passed around for so long in the world that we just think that's, you know, that, you know where that you find that in the Bible? Same place you find uh, the place, to, you know, God helps them who help themselves. That Those two verses are right beside one another. Second book of Benjamin Franklin. It's not what it is. The fact that even as you think about this, we are inconsistent. We are subjective with different standards for different people in our life as to whether they earn our respect or not. And what's even crazier is not only are we as individuals not consistent in how we determine whether somebody has our respect or what they need to do or not, but then as a whole in our society, as we think about it, somebody over here can respect this person say oh i have lots of respect from there i can honor them they're not a problem they're good and then somebody over there is like whoa that guy's got a long ways to go before i'm gonna respect him no wait a minute one totally respects and one totally doesn't and both 
would have the exact same experiences with this person. us to think through this how are we supposed to function Uh, confusing never knowing whether we're in or whether we're out with someone whether and not just with someone but with anybody how do we know what we need to do to, to to get someone to respect you and sometimes let's face it we even try we try to get that person to respect we try to do the right things but for some reason it's just never enough but somebody else can treat them, I think, worse than the way anything I said or did, and you have total respect for them. What's going on with that? We're forever trying to earn someone's respect. That is not the way to live that God has planned for us. Letting them determine our worth or our value instead of basing my value on who God says I am and my identity in Him as His child, bought with the blood of Jesus. Don't see this, you've got to earn my respect philosophy. Do we see how that is appointing ourselves to be judge and jury? And then having no problem to pick up the first stone and to cast it? about whether someone is worthy or not of honor. Oftentimes we're just prejudging or being prejudicial towards certain people. Our lack of respect can actually have, for many, has more to do with our lack of forgiveness. We say we're past it. Uh, Whatever they said or whatever they did, we're past it. I don't have a problem with it. But what we do is this root of bitterness that we're not even noticing that it's just growing and it's, it's spreading out. Oh yeah, I've forgiven. You haven't totally forgiven because it's still there. Being respectful, even forgiving, is not about letting them off the hook. I know some are like, oh, I don't know. It's not about that. It's about setting ourselves free from the ball and chain of the past that we've been dragging behind us that we don't even realize because some people say, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not carrying whatever happened. I'm not carrying it around anymore. I let it go. Except it's attached to our leg. You let it go and you just keep going and you just keep dragging it behind you your whole life. I don't see it. Our respect, our honor towards some people has less to do about them and more to do about us. Let's think about if we're going to judge someone, then how about we all just decide we're going to judge by God's standards? In which case, everybody is dishonorable. Everybody, no one deserves respect. Nobody is worthy of honor except God alone. No parent is perfect. Even beyond that, no parent can meet the expectations of every child, and they don't exist to do that. We are first and foremost answerable to our Heavenly Father, for whom we must give account. But it's also a Heavenly Father who sent His one only Son to die on a cross to take our punishment for our sins, for our wrongs, so that we might live. 
Jesus loved us when we were yet sinners, even when we were yet enemies, Romans 5 says. He set the example of how we are to love. There were no perfect parents, which also means, therefore, there are no perfect children. We have all fallen short in God's eyes. Just as parents have not just done wrong, but let's admit it, sometimes parents have sinned against their children. Guess what? Children have sinned against their parents as well. It's time to stop basing everything on whether someone is worthy, whether they have earned it, because not one of us is, not one of us have. Instead, it's time for us to embrace grace. The grace of God that makes a choice to honor, to respect, not because of who they are, but because of who he is. But, 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 but they really are a bad person. They're, they were mean and they were nasty. And they, uh, they didn't have respect for me, so I don't think I should have to have respect for them. So in other words, do unto others like they did unto you. Just, just checking again, uh, that might be the second book of Benjamin Franklin one because the one that's in the gospel says something different than that. Just, just letting you know. Honor and respect does not, to honor and respect someone does not necessarily mean you have to be best friends. Especially uh, at times it may mean that we need to keep our distance from someone who may be abusive. To keep ourselves out of harm's way and yet we can still be humble, we can still be kind, we can still be respectful. As long as we make sure that the distance that we are keeping between us and another person is not based on our unforgiveness or our bitterness. If we are keeping that distance because of something purely on our past that we're still holding or in some way we're thinking, I'm just going to pay them back. What my mother or my parents did when I was younger, I, I'm just going to, I'm holding back, I'm not going to do anything. Not because, not, not just because of I don't have respect because they didn't respect me, but you know what? I had to take out all those years this time for them. There's some way, that weird way that we think we're kind of paying them back. It's like a revenge thing. I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to call them. I'm not going to do anything with them. It's not God's way. God's way in Romans 12, 18 says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And there are other verses very similar. It tells us to respect those who, and, and I know there's somebody like, I can't believe, I, I, I just, I don't believe that my God would tell me to respect somebody who is not worthy of respect or honor. I just don't think that's what my God would say. You mean the same God who said you should turn the other cheek? The same God who said you should love your enemy? The same God who said that you should bless those who persecute you? Bless and do not curse. This God? 
you think somehow would not tell us to honor someone who's not really honorable? We need to take in what the word of God is actually saying and calling us to a radical lifestyle that is completely different than the world's thinking. That follows Christ by taking up our cross, denying and dying to all of this. And that doesn't mean in all of this and saying how this respect is that, that, well, people are going to have to respect me, honor me, so I'll do whatever. No, because you still have to answer to God for how you are treating them as well. Here's the thing. We've been talking about an attitude of honor and through actions of respect that God's not just commanded us uh, regarding, uh, God's not just commanded us to do that for our moms or even for our dads, but for all people. So look at this. First, which there are many others likened to this, show proper respect to everyone, love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. Based on that, fear proper, show proper respect to everyone. What you, in the original, what do you think that word means? Just take a take a guess. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's a good one. You're 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 right. Everyone, all, each and every. There is no exception. That's what it says. And it's not the only place. Husbands are to honor their wives. Wives are to respect their husbands. And, and by the way, I'm just going to list off some of the things that God has said about those that are honor and respect. But in the sermon notes that were available to you here and online, uh, all the scriptures are listed there. It's not just uh, uh, husbands and wives or mothers and fathers, but showing respect and revering those who are older for those who are leaders in the in in the lord's work in the church there are bosses at our workplace and authority over us for those in government and officials and authorities there again the scriptures are again continue to be clear but there are people who like to just say well i'm going to erase that or i'm going to change that a little or i'm going to put a little condition on it it says what it says And God can help us to live it out. Ultimately, to love one another with brotherly affection, Romans 12 says, to outdo one another showing honor. What if we begin that today and make that decision, not just with our moms, but with everyone, as it deals with even moms to their kids, even to those in our workplace, to not just lift up our moms, but to lift up people everywhere. Not because they deserve it, because none of us do. Not because they've earned it. And to start moving away from a culture of dishonor and disrespect to one of honor and respect of those who have been created in the image of God and who God is trying to reach just like he he reached us and changed us. I ask the worship team to come. Let's pray together. Father, help us in this now. Move and work as only you can in our lives. Each of us in our life has some way that you want us to apply this. There may be some person, some relationship, that not just our mother, but somebody else. In fact, it may not just be a particular person, but a certain people. 
a certain position, certain whatever it might be. That while we may disagree with, we do not have to be disagreeable. That we can respect everyone. Not just in our attitude, but in our actions. And begin to reach with your love. The love that you have for us. The love that you've shown us while we were yet sinners, while we were still enemies of you. We thank you that you have welcomed us in even though we didn't deserve it or earn it. Lord Jesus, move in us in such a way not only that changes our lives around, but changes those who are looking at our lives. As we embrace your grace to be passed out and passed on to others in a radical way that loves as you loved us. We cannot do this on our own. It is for some too difficult even to think about, but yet you can do this. Holy Spirit, help us. Empower us, enable us. Transform our homes for Christ. Transform our workplaces, our neighborhoods, our city, our country. Move as only you can, Jesus.